Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host there, Hayes, holding it down for C-Dub and Bobby on the daily episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we're going to go over the numbers in the uh, Bears game against the Washington Commanders, things that stuck out that we need to address. We're also going to talk about uh, Matt Eberflus's comments towards rookie Kyler Gordon. We're going to take a look at the rookies that Ryan Poles drafted and how they're faring thus far into the season and then we'll be diving into your voicemail since i did forget to do the mailbag episode friday we'll get into all that and more right after this you are now tuned into chicago bears central your number one place for all chicago bears news and content all right so now that everything's kind of settled and we're a few days removed from the bears terrible loss against the washington commanders there are a couple of things that stand out in that game that need to be addressed and need to be noticed first. First of all, it's zero points scored in three trips inside the red zone and inside the five-yard line at that. The Chicago Bears' inability to score touchdowns has been the story of the season, uh, just right up there with Justin Fields' up-and-down play, the offensive line, Matt, uh, Sam Mustafer, everything. It's, it's right up there along with everything else is that the issues of the Bears not being able to get in the end zone. Hopefully, once this Bear team fully clicks on offense if that does happen this season we start seeing the trips to the red zone uh, more and more we did score a touchdown in this game so that's at least good in that sense but we need to definitely get into the end zone more we need to find our ways in there And when you really look at the bears being able to get inside the five yard line on five different trips and not being able to score um especially on of course that that attempt at a game-winning drive so we'll see with that but on the flip side of that the bears only allowing one touchdown as well you know, the Bears did not play the best consistently on defense or on either side of the ball. The defense did play pretty well in that. When you look at the the Bear, the defense, the way they were able to get to the quarterback, the QB hits three sacks by the Chicago Bears on Carson Wentz and the team that so far this season, we have not had the best pass rush as I thought was going to carry over into the regular season um, from the from the postseason. But you know, it, it, that's showing some signs of positivity there. We did only allow one touchdown. We got three sacks in that. So Positive things the Bears can build on there. Uh, also, five sacks on Justin Fields. We know what this offensive line and the hole that we have there and the fact that we need to get it together there. But that is that is something that stands out. We gave 11 sacks over two games early in the season. A half five uh, sacks this season. This They need to figure it out. The, the, the 18 QB pressures on Justin Fields on top of the five sacks, that tells and paints an even bigger story and why, like, you know, like I said in, in, even in my postgame, is everything on Justin Fields? No. Is some of it on them? Yes. Is some of it on the offensive line? Is some of it on the drop passes? There's a lot of blame to go around with why this offense is failing. But again, until we can protect Justin Fields, it's going to be really hard to truly evaluate him. Um, Dante Pettis has a good, had a good game in 84, 84 yards receiving from Dante Pettis, rebounding from his last game, 88 rushing yards from Justin Fields. Um, and his, his ability to make plays with his legs, really saving the Bears at time. He had 12 carries for 88 yards. Um, only 99 passing yards by Carson Wentz as well. But the thing that the Bears did allow that I was hoping that they were not going to allow was a big rushing ga uh, game, which they allowed the Washington Commanders to have 128 yards rushing. Um, but did have 238 yards rushing by the Bears. So it's it's things like that. It's with everything that we see with the Bears, there's some good, some bad. It's just trying to bring it all together into where we can be a competent NFL team. Um, and hopefully that comes at some point in the season. But these are just things that even taking the weekend and things like that. And even though we dropped an episode um, yesterday that, you know, 
we didn't get into the ins and outs of the games because I, I personally, and I can say this for me, I needed some time to separate from it. Um, just to kind of better reevaluate it, better s- just take a look at this game for what it was, what went well, what went bad. It was a disappointing loss. It was a frustrating loss for sure. Younger me would have definitely punched something. Yuck- luckily, I'm healed from that. I'm a little bit growner now. But with that being said, all right, so that's kind of the Bears by the numbers. Now, let's look at Matt, uh, Matt, head coach Matt Eberflus's comments towards uh, Kyler Gordon and his improvement over the course of the season so far. He says, we know it's a learning process with a younger player. We know they're going to go through some ups and downs, some ins and outs as you go through. For example, Kyler Gordon, look at the way he played last night, talking about the, against the commanders. Well, he played pretty good, didn't he? So he has a couple of ups and downs during the season, but he has stayed the course with his eyes and vision for it to improve. He's made a lot of nice tackles, made a lot of nice plays on the ball, and I thought he played really well. Kyler Gordon has improved, right? I think when you look at like the fact that he's he's going to be picked on his whole rookie season, so I don't expect Kyler Gordon necessarily have the best season this season when you look at it, especially when you have you know <laughs> Johnson out and things like that, but the thing with this is that it's the growth, right? If you're learning from your mistakes, if you're showing the growth growth week over week to where you're improving in some things, not necessarily being perfect. Yes, Jaquan Brisker has, has had a great season for the Chicago Bears, and I think it's natural to, to kind of compare the two and their seasons. And, you know, Jaquan Brisker, 35 uh, total tackles, 25 solo, two sacks, one uh, four fumble recovered. Jaquan Brisker's had a very solid and consistent season, and that's what it may, what, what is more evident with Jaquan Brisker is that his season's just been more consistent throughout, whereas Kyler Gordon has had some very, very bad games, some really, really good halves, right? And it's been more up and down. Everybody's development is not linear. And so we're, that's what we're seeing with these two players, and I know a lot of Bears fans are like, well, we should have went with a wide receiver. Look at what's happening, and that's natural to think, and I've, I've been there before as well. Like, I, I, I understand what you're going at with this. But I think overall, Ryan Poles has had a pretty solid draft, right? We we it's some it's some good, some bad, and everything that you look at. When you look at Kyler Gordon, we just talked about him, very up and down season so far. I would say his season's probably more bad than good, but the flashes of good still leave you a lot um of hope for Kyler Gordon as a player. Uh Jaquan Brisker, again, the most consistent, been playing very well throughout. Velius Jones Jr., he has a touchdown receiving, so shout out to that. Um, but the 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 muff punts has to stop every time like he has to figure out a way I don't know if it's nerves I don't know what it is but he has to figure it out and if the Bears do decide to move away from him in the punt return game that's on him now hopefully he uses that to to improve and focus a little bit more and I think we'll still see him eventually back out there even if he is removed but very up and down season for Vellius Jones Jr. Braxton Jones I am very high on Braxton Jones. When you look at some of the ratings that come out from pro football focus in our last game, Braxton Jones did very well guarding. He's, yes, had an up and down as well. He's a rookie offensive lineman. It's going to be that for him. But overall, I look at at Braxton Jones as being a positive in that draft class for the Chicago Bears. If I had to put a number on his season, I'd give him probably a C-minus in how he's done considering he's protecting the quarterback's weak side. He's been targeted at times. He's dealt with it well for the most part. And... Yeah, he has his games where he gets completely blown up. That definitely happens. But I think the the positives outweigh the negatives when it comes to Braxton Jones, in my opinion. You guys don't necessarily have to share that. Let me know what you guys think about that one down below. But again, I'm looking at that more positive than negative. Dominic Robinson, you guys know, I'm super high on, on Dominic Robinson at this point. Him and Travis Gibson should be the starting defensive ends, in my opinion. When you look at a fifth-round uh, pick from Dominique Robinson, what he's been able to come in and do for the Chicago Bears team early on, I am super high on Dominique Robinson. Am I too high? One could probably say yes. 
And, you know, I, I can admit that. But the, what I've seen from this kid when he's out there is he's just a playmaker. He goes out there and he makes plays. And his while as like sometimes you look at even and I'm not to say I'm not saying he's better than Robert than Robert Quinn. But there are times out there when Robert Quinn is out there and you don't even know he's there. Dominic Robinson, when he's on the field, you feel it. You see it. Uh, 24 years old. Very bright future ahead of him, in my opinion. He has eight solo tackles so far um, on this season. We know that he deserves more snaps. That's what I want to see from Dominique Robinson. And the fact that I'm, I want to see more sacks from a player that has eight solo tackles, 12 total, four assisted tackles, on one and a half sacks so far on the season. And he's not played the number of snaps that even Al-Qaeda Muhammad has played. I understand that he's a veteran. We expect that coming into the season. But I think Dominique Robinson has shown an ability to be a playmaker on this team. I want to see him play a little bit more. Zachary Thomas, eh, not really much from him, right? We, it, it, you, you can't evaluate Zachary Thomas. Tristan Ebner, in the regular season, it's been hard to evaluate him because he just hasn't got the opportunity he had in preseason. Preseason, he looked really good. I actually want to see the Bears use him more intensively in, in the passing game, especially when you look at how our passing game has gone. Um, I want to see him used more in special teams. I know he's not the greatest punt returner, but he's a great kick returner. I even want to see him maybe use in that punt returning game because Velius hasn't given us much. So, again, kind of an even one, hard to evaluate. Um, J. Tyree Carter, hard to evaluate. Um, but the Bears also did, well, Trenton Gill, uh, Doug Kramer, kind of hard to evaluate all, the, all those players. But then when you look at also what we brought in in the undrafted market, right? Jack Sanborn, who was great for us in preseason, haven't gotten a lot to see him in regular season. Jalen Jones, though, being able to step in, be a starter at certain times for the Chicago Bears, especially when, when Johnson went down. I, I Again, another positive for me. No, he was not drafted. He was signed as an undrafted free agent, but it shows Ryan Pohl's ability to go out and find talent. Alex Leatherwood, not a rookie. He's in his second year. Another player that could very well pay off and eventually be in the starter, and the Bears got him on the waiver wire. So overall, I know I started this by saying that the, the Bears rookies, I'm still fairly high on what Ryan Poles was able to do, not having any first-round picks, getting more picks, getting more bites at the apple with this draft class. But I want to hear from you guys. Where do you, how do you rank the rookies so far um, from the Chicago Bears, who's had the best, who's had the, the least, who are you guys already thinking is not going to be an NFL player and long for this team? Who do you think has a bright future for this team as well? Let me know all that down below. All right, let's move into the last thing that we have for today, and that is voicemails. We got two voicemails coming in today. This first one, this is from Alexander. Hey, what's up? Hey, is this Antonio Alexander? Um, I love the show. I love what you're doing, and I appreciate y'all for what y'all are doing. And, you know, I'm a, a Bears fan, whoop Bears fan all my life. So I just wanted to make a comment on Justin Fields. You know, it's a lot of – he gets a lot of flack, you know, because he makes mistakes uh, in the passing game. But <clears throat> to me, personally, a lot of uh, uh, um, these, like, media guys love to try to nitpick him, but they also say, oh, Bears don't throw the ball much, and they need to let Justin Fields play. They need to let him learn how to play quarterback. But when they start doing that, that's when, you know, and he's going to make mistakes. He's still – he's just really finishing up a, a full season. So with that, they try to um, downplay him like he's supposed to come in and he's supposed to play like a veteran. And he's just really uh, a fish, fish in his second season, just starting you know, so I'm just, you know, tired of uh, saying either you're going to let him play or you're just going to run the ball. 
that, you know, Justin Fields is a good quarterback, you know. I expect him to make mistakes, you know, and learn from them, which he, which he does. You can see that in, in his game. And I think we just got to be patient this year and let the young man grow, let the coaches and the GM, you know, this year, you know, this day first year too. So we got to let them grow as well and, and be patient. You know, this season, I'm not into thinking we're going to even make the playoffs this year, but, you know, as long as I see growth and um, uh, uh, them fighting, trying to win, you know, that's good enough for me, you know. So thanks, Hayes. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you guys, you know, uh, and we need y'all. Thank you. All right, Alexander, the Justin Fields criticism. Listen, it's going to happen. When you have a second-year quarterback um, that was very highly coveted, um, that had a uh, accomplished uh, collegiate career and what he did for Ohio State. And you have a team that I think everybody's kind of, whether they want to admit it or not, everybody's watching the Bears. No matter how bad we're projected to be, everybody is watching the Bears to see how Justin feels, to see how this rookie head coach does and the, and the coordinators. Everybody is watching this team. And as of right now, while his play has been improved the last couple of weeks, it still leaves a lot to be desired, and that criticism is going to get thrown his way. Is it even? Uh, Bobby talked about that on our episode yesterday. No, it's not all fair. It's not all even. He's not evaluated the same way that some of the other quarterbacks and young quarterbacks are in this league. But at the end of the day, look, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's him, whatever it is, yes, the criticism is going to be thrown. How he deals with it um, is going to show his poise. It's going to show you know the faith of the organization in him. And, you know, when you come in as a young quarterback and you start early in this league, there are going to be eyes on you and there are eyes on Justin Fields and what this Bears team does. And that's going to be until until it's it's one of two things, right? It's going to go one of one of a few different ways. Either he's not going to live up to it and the criticism is going to go away because people are just going to say and think he's trash or he's going to excel. And the, and the eyes are always going to be there because if he does excel, then he's always going to be one of those quarterbacks that, that is under criticism. Or another route that it could go is it can just go even kill, right? He's just a so-so quarterback, and then nobody kind of talks about him, right? So it's a there's a lot of different ways that it can go. But as far as this point in the season, the criticism around Justin Fields, is it warranted to a degree? I would say yes. But if you look at his numbers, as far as the first 17 games of his career, almost 3,000 yards passing. Yes, more interceptions than touchdowns. That's going to happen for a rookie quarterback. He's played pretty solid overall, considering the offensive line, the weapons issues, the, the, the naggy offense in which he played more games, and all of that type of thing, right? It's all going to factor in. At the end of the day, it's up to Justin Fields to stand up, develop, and this coaching staff to put him in situations and to get better weapons around him so that we can really truly evaluate Justin Fields and see what he's going to be as a quarterback in the future. That's my opinion on that one. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from Rory. Hey, Bobby. C-Dub, what's up, my brother? Hey, it's your boy Rory again, man. Hey, I'm going to keep bugging y'all, man. You know, I'm on the same page with y'all, man. This <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. That loss to the commanders, are you kidding me? Bro, I got a question for y'all, right? So it feels next year, this thing going to look totally different. You know what I'm saying? Because there's going to be a lot of people getting traded and cut. And through the draft, we're going to get some good draft picks. And we got the uh, the salary cap next year. We got a you know, huge salary cap. So if Justin Fields get you no know, post, get him the weapons, you know, fix that offensive line, get him some real number one you know, wide receivers, some real you know, dangerous receivers, and he gets some, uh, some guys on that secondary on that defense that can sack the box to stop the run, 
You know what I'm saying? To help our run defense. And if we do that, so my question is, with Fields, do you think Fields would be, you know, would he be better? Now he got the weapons, now he got the offensive line and everything. Or do you think the play calling, you know, with Getsy will get better because now he has the weapons to work with? You think Getsy's being conservative and, you know, with his play calling because he really doesn't have the talent, you know what I'm saying, to go around to help Fields. You know what I'm saying? To throw it, you know, our receivers dropping balls and everything. You know what I'm saying? Not completing passes. It's crazy. So, do you think Gessie's going to get better with his play calling and we're going to get better? Or do you think Phil's going to become more productive and get better because now he has the talent? So, hey, get, get at me, man. And if you do a show or something like that, you know, hey, let me know what you guys think about that question. All right? All right. Rory asked a great question. What do, what do we think improves more from an improved roster? Luke Getzey's play calling or Justin Fields just being a better? And I would say both. Hopefully both. In a perfect world, you see both. You see that Justin Fields having better weapons, have, being more protected by the offensive line, and him play better as a quarterback. And when he does have to go to the pocket, that he's, he's more confident in there. He can take more time to go through his progressions. He can just be that pocket quarterback and then use his legs to more rely on. When you have a, a quarterback that has great legs, right, that can run the ball, on top of an of a offensive line that can protect for him to where when he does run, it's truly because the play has just broken down and now he can, you can trust him to go out and make plays with his legs in the running game. I think that's definitely going to be something that Justin Fields improve on. On top of the more catches, we, we know we've had a lot of drops, better weapons in, in that sense. So I think it's both. Now, as far as Luke Getze's, uh offense, I love what you went there. Is that is Luke Getze being more conservative, not just to save Justin Fields, right, but maybe because... He just ha doesn't have the weapons to implement the offense that he truly wants to do. We've seen bits and pieces of the creativity that Luke Getze can have. I think the play calling needs to be better overall anyway. But if Luke Getze, for example, has more weapons and can trust the O-line to protect his quarterback a little bit more, I do think we start seeing that creativity come out a little bit more, a little bit more consistently in how he uses players like Velius Jones in the running game, things like that. I do think that we can get more creative with a better team overall. But it's a long way until that. So we got to see the, the building pieces, the building blocks of that now for this team so we can see, hey, what is it going to be? Because a lot, there's a lot of criticism thrown Luke Getzi's way, and I think it's justified in a lot of ways as well. But I can also understand that, hey, we can't completely unlock this playbook until we can get and execute the simple plays well, right? Whether you blame it on Griffin or, or Justin Fields for that, that missed pass in the end zone, whoever you blame that on, execute that better. When you see the drop passes by Mooney and everybody else and the fumbles from uh, Smith-Marset and, and people, when you see that, hey, let's prove we can hold on to the ball before we get even more creative. So there's a mindset where it plays into either side of that. But I think with, with the improvement of the team, yes, we're going to see development more from Justin Fields. And I do hope that we see a more creative Luke Getzey offense that we were expecting, that we've heard about, that all these things that we get. This, like I said, we've seen bits and pieces of it. And those glimpses do look good. Like, like Getsy called two great drives back-to-back -back that both ended on boneheaded plays. And he did more drives after that as well. So we've seen that Luke Getsy does have that. And I think you make a great point in saying, hey, maybe why we're not seeing this offense completely opened up is just because the execution of this team is not there. Agree with that 100%. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below but that is it for today's episode of chicago bear central thank you for joining us thank you for being the best part of the channel make sure you're following us at shy bear central you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns chicago bear central gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text and our voicemail the number to do so 773-242-9336 we're the number one spot for everything chicago bears related like i liked in every episode on bear down love you guys peace y'all
This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.